systems go. Prepare for countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Blast off to adventure in the amazing year 400 billion. Obscene, dirty, filthy, immoral. What are you people? On dope? Today is Thursday, September 27, 2012, and my name is Matt, and I'm, I am <laughs> we should apologize because some people are like, oh, cool, they're going to do a show, it's going to be Matt and Bunny, and, and maybe some people only watch the show to see Bunny, but I got you one better, Joey from, <laughs> from Boss and AOTA, Attack of the Androids. What's up, dude? Hi, everyone. If you um, could, can you put on I'm, a pink wig and like some fishnets? I think. Uh, I'm interested in long walks on the beach. <laughs> and, and, and yeah. My girlfriend just went ew in the next row. <laughs> Does she have any fishnets? All right. <laughs> yeah. I, no, there's no fishnets involved here tonight. Sorry. Uh, well, I, so yes, folks, I apologize for those of you that were expecting Bunny, but you get me, and I'm the rabbit. Um, yeah, that doesn't work, does it? No, no. You can All pull, right, well, hopping onto our next pull. <laughs> Fantastic, much better, much better. Uh, watch the show live whenever we do this show. We we mostly do other shows, but you know there there's a special place in my heart for this show. I don't know why it should it should have been killed like a year ago, but I <laughs> I don't know. I just like this is my outlet. I feel like when all else fails, else when all else fails. Like, this is my spot. Anyway, I got a text message earlier. I was very excited, and I I probably shouldn't read this verbatim, as uh, Joey mentioned before we started. Yeah. When I asked... Always best to censor. If that was a good idea or not. But um, Bunny was all like, yeah, Thursday, you know, because she's busy. She has a life uh, and, and stuff, so... Uh, we were like, all right, Thursday, because we, we kind of put Boss on a, a little hiatus. I don't want to – it came down to being, like, before the show, like, uh, what what should we do? And, and then just, like, kind of forcing something. Yeah, it, and, it felt a little unnatural. It was getting to the point where it felt like there those la- – not really – well, no, I can't say the last episode did, but no, those but, were good. Those were good. It was just like yeah. we were we were struggling to find time to find topics and do research, and it was just like I didn't want to force it. Like it'll be there for when there's something that we're like, ooh, let's do this. Like when we know right. when it's a good idea because we're both like, yeah, that that'll be fun. If yeah. it's not fun, like I I I mean they're always fun, but I if it's if it's not if it's something we have to force that it I. I just yeah. If, if the topic doesn't evolve naturally, there's other shows you can hear us on. Like you're, it's yeah. not like we're not podcasting. It's, it's just we we have to pick our battles. So I I get this email uh, this morning that basically says that we, me and my my man, uh, got into some shit the other night. Uh, maybe having to do with alcohol and long story short, uh, let's see. I do not know when or if I will be able to be there for a show again, as I don't know how this will play out. I'm very sorry. So I, I basically skipped this like whole paragraph of just like, really? Damn, that sucks. And I feel bad, but I'm glad it had nothing to do with, you know, this or the show or anything. So. That's why Joey's here. Because <laughs> I made a promise. I, I, you know? It's an honor just to be nominated. I, I made a promise. And I, I do want to say, I want to mention that like, I'm all about crowdsourcing and, and just kind of throwing it out there and seeing what comes back. So I, I put out there like, yeah, 
we're uh, once again accepting applications for a new jam hole co-host, you know, who wants to step up and do this. And I got like a bunch of comments that were the exact opposite of that. Like if I would have said, hey, we're looking for a new jam hole co-host who is unable to do it, but would like to, but totally can't. So whatever. Uh, then that's like the, those are the I got like so many like oh man that'd be cool but I got too much stuff going on or like I don't live in that state or like you know just one after like, another dude that would be awesome but I live in Mexico but, and have dial up yeah right but I totally am not going to like thanks guys a- anyway so sometimes the crowd <laughs> sometimes the crowd lets you down yeah I'm just saying. and of course about a minute after you hit that after you hit the tweet button I'm like dude what's up what happened? <laughs> well, this is Montana. Don't ask, don't ask if you don't want to volunteer. From this, like, yeah, right. Because I made a promise. That one. I made a promise, damn it, that, that there will be a show today. I don't know why. Tony the Kitty has joined us on the jam hall after jumping down onto my feet. Oh, fantastic. We both have kitties. That, that's excellent. You know, the other day I was, I forget where I was at, but um, I, w- I was somewhere and there were dogs. I was at this park. Oh, I was at the Shine party. I went to Shine 4, like this giant hippie rave <laughs> out in the woods. We were out in Lolo, if if you know the area. It's past Missoula uh, up there. And that just so happens to also be near where all the fires are. And it's been kind of smoky here, but there, dude, it was so terrible. Like, your eyes were, would burn. There was Hey, perfect for a rave. You don't have to bring in a fog machine. I know. It, no, you literally, they had lasers and shit set up, and, like, they looked so awesome just because of how smoky it fucking was. It was so ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, I was there, and uh, my brother was playing, and there was, it was, you know, your normal rave, lots of hippies and and fire dancers and jugglers and you know that sort of thing lsd and ecstasy and yeah like a two-day festival (laughs) but um everybody like all these hippies have dogs right and all these dogs are just totally like just walking around without a leash or anything like that they're just just roaming like the hippies are right so there, there are these dogs everywhere and every now and then you'd hear like a couple dogs not getting along and me and my brother were standing outside uh, the porch of the cabin. There's all these little cabins that basically have bunk beds and then, like, a closet, and then that's it. Like, they're just no bathroom, no nothing, just little cabins uh, and a nice Porsche. Porch. And so I asked him, I was like, what Wow, they come with a Porsche? Yeah, free Porsche to drive around the campsite. Free so, Porsches? <laughs> there's wow. all these, like, dogs just randomly fighting and shit. And I, I turned to him. I'm like, you know, would it be appropriate if we went over there and placed money on the winner? Like, we didn't start it or promote it. Like, hey, this is a dog fight. But in nature, you know, if if dogs happen to, like, is that is that okay to do? Or is that still, is that frowned upon? What Only you, if you want to get people to like hate you. Well, they I would have took took more bets in. Also, you know, I, it wouldn't have just been us. That wouldn't have been very good. I would have opened. Yeah, it, I'm just. I would have opened it up to the crowd. No. If I would have streamed it live, but just been like, "This is nature. I cannot intervene uh, in any way." And then took bets Crikey, online. You see that over there? It's a dog fight. Those dogs have hemp necklaces. There must be hippies about. (laughs) They're hippie dogs. It's one of the rarest breed of dog on the planet. Hippie dogs. And I'm going to touch it. I'm getting a gym. Oh, angry. Oh, speaking of South Park, their their new new show started finally. I was <laughs> segue to South Park. Yeah, the whole Steve Irwin bit where he's gonna jam his thumb in the animals' buttholes. That that was South Park. But anyway, the, the new the old second half of the ne- the last season started, and I was totally I wasn't even. I didn't even know. I just hopped on ILT. I was like, there is nothing on to watch. Holy shit, new South Park. I was so excited. It was like Christmas. Let me guess. They killed Kenny again. No, actually. There, it wasn't. It, this was more of a Butters episode, but it was It was called Sarcastaball. And uh, I don't know. The, the kids are playing football, and they're like, that's too rough. So Randy, Stan's dad, is like, 
oh, why don't you just make them wear bras and throw a balloon around and hug? And like everyone's <laughs> like, oh, that's a good idea. And so he kept being more sarcastic about it, and they made him the coach, and it was a whole – it went to the NFL, and it basically – I'll just say the word semen. There's a, a lot of semen in that episode, but it was really, oh, come on. it was really tactful. <laughs> it wasn't like, I don't know. It was, it was really funny. It it was very funny. I was here by myself watching it and laughing. So new South park. <laughs> oh, why? Uh, Hell on wheels is back too. Yeah. That started a few weeks ago. Actually, that's, it's starting to get good. It, it, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I still, I, I, I thought I was going to like it, and I really didn't. And Not I, into it? I don't know if I even finished watching the last season. Really? Was yeah, it just I don't know. I, too slow? or? I don't know. It didn't trip my trigger, I guess. Huh. Um, I don't I'm like on common. Sons of Anarchy. Now, Sons of Anarchy. See, I don't watch like, that show. Oh, my goodness, dude. It's, seriously, it's awesome. Um, it, it, it's, it's a motorcycle gang that... Um, traffics illegal assault weapons huh. and all of the various nefarious people that they have to deal with, of course, in the course of that, because, I mean, who's going to buy illegal guns? People that want to do illegal things. Duh. Um, well, so, maybe a guy that just wants to protect his family. Why is it no, always... No, no, no. These are, these are ones that they're selling them in, like, quantities of, like, a thousand or more. Oh, right, right. So, I mean, like you, know, you don't just go hunting or protecting your house with a thousand AK-47s. Well, you know, no. I mean, we have doomsday preppers, you know? I'm just... I'm ready for uh, for whatever. Well, anyway. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's, it's a good show. Um, huh. it, it's a good show in that it's a good TV drama. Would I want to leave my, lead my life that way? No. Do, do I think it's a good idea to traffic... Uh, any sort of illegal weaponry? No, that's one of those things that gets the ATF on your butt really quickly. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine at this this late in the game, I would imagine that the ATF has probably infiltrated anybody that you would come into contact with that would tell you they want to buy those weapons. Like More you always, money. you always hear. And I mean. I thought it was a story we had for this evening, but maybe not. But there was this guy walking down the street in some state, in some city somewhere, and this other dude was filming him, and the kid was oh, like... Oh, oh, yep, yep, yep. No, I, I put that one in here. Is Hold that on. a story? Um, yeah, oh, here, in Arizona. So the kid... The cops arrested this dude who was filming his 16-year-old nephew walking the streets dressed in a sheet... Like I don't know if it's like KKK type of no, sheet. No, um, they had a picture of like him somewhere. Ghost? He was wearing a turban. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, he Are was wearing serious? a turban and a uh, and he had large, a fake grenade launcher. Yeah, holding a grenade launcher. You know, it was over his shoulder. You know, in in, in a and and to me, it didn't look like a grenade launcher. Well, no, I guess it was a grenade launcher because I was going to say it looked like an anti-aircraft gun. But um, <laughs> okay. it, it was a grenade launcher, and it was over his one of his shoulders. He was wearing a turban, and he had a, a very loose-fitting robe-type thing on. Huh. And so, I mean, I looked at the picture, and I went, oh, my God, terrorist. And so they said that they did this in an apparent bid to test police responses after the Denver theater shooting, which I think we talked about on the show about – everyone that was watching Batman that uh, yeah. got shot up there. And right. th so he said that it took 15 minutes for police to respond. Now, do you think, like, as soon as the cops got there, it was, like, hands on the hands up, and they just, like, rushed them and just threw them on the ground, like, all of the sudden? Or was it, like, I a standoff? I, I would have been standing there, what are you talking about? I can walk around with the gun. <laughs> That's right. This is my grenade launcher. I buy it from your country. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Is that probably not the best thing to do? Even Not even so much as after that theater shooting, even though this is Denver. So maybe in Denver particularly, because that's where the – isn't that where the shooting happened? Yeah, I, I would say poor taste. Sure. At the, 
at the very minimum and outrageously <laughs> stupid move. But do you at, think, like, not you know, even saying just because this is Denver, but in any other place, like, just after 9-11, like, that's just not a good idea. Like, some oh, no. some no, no, redneck no. with a gun in his truck could have easily just been like, holy shit, it's finally fucking happening, and just, uh-huh. like, laid this kid out, you know? Oh, yeah. And then the filmmakers yeah. there just rolling tape like a badass. Yeah. You see, that's, that's my problem is that the, the law of unintended consequences. <laughs> right. You know, you got your nephew out there wandering around the streets and like you say, somebody pulls a, a shotgun on him. You know, I mean, the thing is, is that also somebody could have very easily seen somebody filming this guy and went, OK, this is a gag. This is a hoax. This is somebody. But I don't around. know, because, Joey, you, know, you see those the videos that Al Hanna makes or whoever makes that, you know, that you could just as easily be like. Oh my god, they're filming one of those videos and mm-hmm. they're about to blow up a place or something. Oh yeah. Well, I got to tell you, just wandering around various areas as a photographer, I've gotten called into police and whatnot before. Uh it doesn't happen very often. Usually it's a patrolman going by that stops to ask me right, questions. Going but... by a house as Joey's like in some window like taking pictures. <laughs> that's yeah, not what not that's exactly. for. Uh, I got but, called um, in once or twice, you know, no big deal. <laughs> well, now you pull the car off the side of the road and you're, you're and you're standing near it, you know, or something, and uh, the the patrolman will pull over and they'll be like, "You need any help?" And I'll be like, "No, I'm just taking pictures." And then they'll be like, "Of what?" And they'll be, uh, you know, give the whole rigmarole. Um, but yeah, that happens enough that I don't think that I need to call any more attention to myself by wandering around with a rocket launcher. Yeah. Uh, I liked I liked the quote from from the filmmaker. I, I I'm gonna put filmmaker in quotes as well because you know this doesn't sound. Can we like, replace that with idiot. Sure, the idiot okay. filmmaker. This doesn't sound like they got all their permits in order or anything. Uh, but he said he he on the video there there's like this unidentified narrator right and it says he aims to find out how safe I really am. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's so awesome. How uh, safe are you? Yeah, yeah. Fifteen minutes. Mm. Is that is that a good response time? Should you be proud of your? You had a terrorist, or in quotes, a terrorist walking around with a grenade launcher, and it took you fifteen minutes to get there. Well, at the bottom, at the next paragraph, or well, a couple paragraphs up from the bottom, it says police said officers reached the scene about three minutes after receiving numerous calls. So, so nobody called words, in for it about took twelve minutes for someone to notice. Right. Okay. And yeah, maybe. I mean, it depends where he was. Does it say where he? If he was, he wasn't obviously in like downtown Denver, where all the like the Broadway building or anything like that. Yeah. If you you pull that kind of stuff in in downtown, a lot of those, I would imagine they come out guns blazing. Well, and a lot of those buildings have security desks like right there. Yeah. You know, making sure people aren't base jumping off of the the tower exactly. there. So. Well, that's interesting. Sixteen-year-old uh, was not arrested, but so well, was it? Good. It was just the filmmaker that was arrested then. Well, I, what, well, he was the adult, you know. Oh, the, okay. The, the only question in my Do you mind think is: the kid is, was who like decided that it was, or, or what? What in that sixteen-year-old's head said, "Oh yeah, this is a good idea, Uncle. I'm going to run around with a launch uh, with a rocket launcher and make it look like I'm a terrorist." I, just does that not seem like the numb leading the numb? Yeah, well, I'm just wondering if like the dude like told the kid to do it or was like, "I'll pay you to do this," and maybe the kid didn't put it together. He's like, "Let me see what I look like," and the the filmmaker was like, "No, not yet." <laughs> I don't uh, know. Uh, I don't know. But so he's but, getting what? Uh, he was charged with knowingly giving a false impression of a terrorist act. Is that what? Are you making things up now? Uh, endangerment, uh-huh. contributing to the delinquency of a minor. I bet. I bet the kid was like, no, officer, I had no idea. <laughs> I thought I was going to be in Transformers 4. I, I, didn't, I had no clue. He said he was Michael Bay. I believed him because I've never seen Michael Bay before. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Misconduct involving a simulated explosive. Does that only that, count if it's actually explosive, though? Or well, it's so simulated. You're uh, simulating it. So is mod- or Call of Duty 3, so is Modern Warfare. I mean, all those eh. games are simulating explosive. 
Well, right? I think what that probably is is there. that's a law that was put on the books primarily to uh, be able to prosecute and fine and or imprison people that put like plastic TNT around a building or something. <laughs> what? Who's doing that? Has that I, happened before? Who the heck knows? I don't know, but I, I'm sure it's been tried. If you've ever done that, email info at thejamhole.com. I'm curious. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's uh, interesting. Let's move on. Uh, since we are we are kind of a a helpful show, we we try to be when we find neat and helpful things on the internet. Like to pass those on to you. Uh, this one is called Porn Search Engine. A new porn search engine. I don't know how many times I'm just sitting there typing like the most ridiculous things into a Google search and then just having it remember that forever. You get weird ad words for that. So it's always good, you know, just to have a separate or an incognito tab uh, of your porn search engine. And basically... And, I mean, if you really think about it, on the internet, this is kind of needed. This, if... If people knew it and used it and it went through all of the alleged porn sites and kind of took out the ones with malware, did did scan, you know, if it did things like Google does and lets you know, like, hey, this site's infected, do you still want to go there? If it was like that for porn, I think that would cut down on a lot of, you know, oh, shit, I'm going to have to throw this thing out and get another one now. Uh, I don't think they're doing that, but they are. It says they will. Uh, they're only going to deliver official dot triple X results. There's 21 million of them apparently, and uh, yeah. Well, you know what this is? Is this is? I, I'm going to take the much less optimistic approach that <laughs> someone's actually trying to create a legitimate search engine for this sort of thing. I have a feeling that this is a money grab. Oh, this, you think? Yeah, well, this this company is probably run by the people that are sponsoring the .xxx domain. By all 21 million. And that's why it's only going to show those results. How many people do you think are involved in creating 21 million porn sites? Probably like five. It's a group of five of them that all went in on this. Got me. I don't even want to take a guess. This article on uh, Gizmodo it says uh, you already search freaky sex terms on porn tube sites, but that's not a full fledged search engine. Uh, this one will clean up the nasty side of online porn by delivering only the official results. Yeah, uh, because that's going to clean up the nasty bits. Well, you know, the nasty bits will still be there, but you won't maybe have to come across them, haha, uh, so often. Uh, Stuart Lawley, he's the CEO of the group which operates the XXX domain, says the search engine is all about porn. Uh, duh. Right? XXX. That's why it's called Porn Search Engine. X Porn, Porn Search Engine. Right. Uh, he says, I love this quote, It's porn. Only porn. All porn. There's as much porn there as anyone would need, I'd imagine. <laughs> Now, how many people... Does that mean he's seen all of it and he's sure, or... Uh, do you cite your sources, sir? <laughs> how, how many people are on the internet, would you say? Can you give me, or can the chat room, is there... In yeah, 2006, you... it was estimated that 1.3 billion people were online. Okay, so let's say 1 billion people... How much porn do would it would it be? How much porn would you need to satisfy one billion people? About twenty one million web web pages. Well, is that mm. getting a little something for everyone? I I don't know. I guess it would depend on how often. I mean, I mean that's kind of like saying what would it take to feed uh, one billion people a meal? You right. know, it, you have to separate cultural bias preferences um there's a whole bunch of criteria there that could and of course what happens if you want to go back for a second helping well are you looking at the same stuff or have you already committed that stuff to the old jerk bank mm. see that's what i'm getting at but is it is it is it video is it because i mean how many people are even i i stopped searching for porn uh like Back in 01, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there there comes a, a time in, in every kid's life when, when you just, you're like, I got my sights. But it wasn't even that so much as it was, I'm on this one amazing torrent site, and anytime I'm sick of the porn that I have, there's always, like, new stuff there. F- like, full videos that you would, you know, allegedly pay. I, d- I don't know. How much do those videos cost? I, I don't even imagine they're very cheap. Have you ever gone, Joey? <laughs> have you? Ever, this is maybe a question for Bunny, but uh, Joey, have you ever gone into a porn store and purchased a DVD and or VHS tape? Um, don't lie. That means yes. <laughs> I had to think about I, it. I choose to invoke the Fifth Amendment, uh-huh. Senator. So, how much, uh, if you would have, how much would you imagine that these go for? Would you say? Hmm? My understanding is that it depends <laughs> greatly on your standards, meaning well, what, I mean, okay, if you're let, choosing to, to, to buy quality or if you're choosing to buy quantity. Well, just like the normal, I don't know, like what, what are some of the porn companies that make normal stuff? I always see a lot of Hustler, a lot of, uh, what's that one guy's name? Uh, Rocco. <laughs> He makes some wacky shit. <laughs> Anything with a brand name on it is going to run you two to three times something without a brand name. Okay, so cutting the amateurs away from the the more mainstream funded people, right? Right. Like I have I mean, a studio where I make porn. Right. I mean, I, I, I've heard, allegedly, uh, through, of, through uh, the grapevine deals. <laughs> Um uh, and stuff like that, but obviously that's not your name brand. Um, I've also heard on the high end, uh, but this was years ago, uh, that stuff used to go for as much as forty, fifty dollars. Um, hmm. Yeah. So, wow, that's that's a lot. I like. I don't. I don't know. I couldn't. But then it, I guess I would think fifty dollars was a lot for a hooker too. So I don't. I don't know. That, that well, that's, just, that's, by the way, that's pre-internet. Okay, right, right. right. So yeah. nowadays, do you think the internet has made that cheaper, right? Because you can just Personally, go get free... Personally, I, I don't think that... Um, or do you think it stayed the same, pretty much? Well, I, I don't think that the, that the quote-unquote local sex shop, quote-unquote, is, is going to stay around. Because I think the internet's just going to kill it. <laughs> Dr. Um, Brandanos in the chat says, I've grown weary of a decade of standard man-on-woman shit... Man on woman something. Uh, why is this being... Thank you, chat. And I'm going to other places now. <laughs> other places. It is surprisingly hard to find some legal fetishes even now. I, it depends what you What sort of legal places are we talking about? What's eh? your pleasure, sir? <laughs> Step right in. Like, do you, could you imagine back in, like, the Hell on Wheels days? I mean, there, the, the porn wasn't really a thing back then, right? Because it was... All about prostitution and and well, you know, the whores. Uh, what they used to do was very simple. There wasn't because Hell on Wheels days, there was, photography was very new. Oh, that's true, huh? So you couldn't really have porn. I right. mean, you could so have like it women would be paintings. Oh, okay. So you have Not kidding. you have that's to commission. What they did, and and that's one of the reasons I think where um, things kind of went quote unquote wrong. In that, you know, there is nothing gross or wrong about a naked human being. Okay? It's I'm what we choose it. to do. Gross or wrong about it. It's what we choose to do with that naked uh, human being. That it, It's what the sight of a naked human being does inside of your brain that makes people go, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. Uh, with this no one can see this. This is wrong. Um, you know, but that's, that's all that's from where, like how you're raised in shit. That's like your environment, how you're raised, right. how strict exactly. your parents were, stuff like that. Exactly, and I even mean, maybe I mean, when you were first exposed. The nude to it. is a is a, a long running theme in art and photography. But so, Joey, are you you're telling me that back in the day you had to commission some dude to paint your porn for you? Basically, and like actually, like wait for it and and be like, is is it done yet? Is it is it done yet? Yep. Or you'd buy something that was pre-done more 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 accurately. Ah, you but, would go into a galleria and choose from one of many. 
many fine paintings. Yeah, I don't know if I'd quite go that far, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that what what has happened over the ages is that these things have gotten cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And I think that the quality in general has gotten lower and lower and lower because you get more people doing the the same sorts of things and they're not as good as the professionals. So the I remember one guy I forget who it was and what context I saw this, but it was an article, I think it was about copyright infringement actually, and it was a guy that was quoted as being from the porno industry and he said, you know, your industry starts to collapse when your customers stop caring about quality. Right, right. And it, it became I, – I remember it like when there, there seemed to be like this breaking point where all of a the sudden there was just so – maybe it was because the equipment to create the porn had gone down in price. I remember not everyone used to have a, a camera and then these cheap digital cameras came out and they were everywhere, right? So now you have everybody with these video cameras. How hard is it to make porn? We can make porn with the Galaxy Nexus if you wanted mm-hmm. to. And that on top of having the delivery platform to get it out to whoever happened to be searching for it or pulling the tricks to get your your keywords up so that you were ranked higher back then. And, you know, there it turned into a whole game, really. Yeah, and I think it's I, I think ironically, any kind of media production, not just porno, but anything is is getting to the point where you're starting to have this huge mess of people that are that have no artistic vision but just know how to work the equipment and right. just kind of they're click. just filming people fucking basically at that point or you know, yeah or exactly. themselves there's no there's no storylines there's no you know but and, and a lot of a lot of things that I've I've been told of are you know a a, a couple videotaping themselves which means it's one it's one static shot, right? Or the point so, of view shots where it's like the guy holding the camera, kind of. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. The POV stuff is kind of weird. Yeah, and and I mean, when you when you get into a professional production, you've got multiple camera angles, multiple takes, um, a bunch of editing. You know, a bunch of editing. And the audio. Lighting. And the I audio. Because, I mean, you, I don't know. Sometimes you can really tell what it's like. That's not her making that, that noise. You know, it's, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, that, that always seems. That's a pig squealing out there. It always seems weird because it's like this disembodied, like it completely doesn't go with what's happening. I don't know. It's, it's always so weird when that happens. You come across that every now and then. It's just like, huh. Well, I'm... It feels kind of like 80s TV when you know that it's dubbed. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Like, why did yeah. they replace him but use the other guy's voice? That's just weird now. Weird yeah, and creepy. right. Yeah. So, well, interesting. Uh, at, at the end here, they say that maybe there is room for a porn search engine and maybe it can change our computer habits, right? Google is notoriously sucky for providing quality porn results in terms of videos. Uh, because anything relevant is censored into oblivion, and everything on page seven and beyond devolves into horse cocks and BDSM. <laughs> page seven for the horse cocks and the BDSM. If you were wondering, you're welcome. Everyone's go over to page seven. I know, everyone's like shifting to page seven right now. Click, click. What was the yeah. search term for yeah. for that? If you would. Speaking of cleaning things up. Oh please. <laughs> It's going to work on two levels. I'm going to wipe this uh, keyboard down while you... Police have busted uh, <laughs> free sex after nine car washes promotion. Free sex after... Oh, so like a punch card, right? Like I'm here for my yeah. ninth car wash and some free sex. Uh-huh. Full sex. This comes awesome. from uh, the, uh, the Detroit Free Press. It's not awesome that the police have shut it down, but it is awesome that these... This these guys were doing that. 
Well, I, I'm just thinking this is the ultimate in cross marketing. Yeah, I'm right. Just, you know, I mean, did they um, have a Groupon for that or? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it was I actually guess a not. Facebook coupon. They were all Vietnamese. Um, Vietnamese. Yeah. Uh, Police near yeah. Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, cracked down last week after getting wind of a of the unique offer from a teaming of car wash and a massage parlor. <laughs> Nine Vietnamese women ages 18 to 28 believed to be prostitutes were arrested. Police learned of the unique partnership between the car wash and sex ring when they kept finding car wash loyalty cards in the pockets of alleged customers of the sex ring. Uh, the male quotes... <laughs> Whoops. That's huh? that's I said whoops. That's just a bad case of not, you know, fully separating your two. Yeah, uh, you you business. really need to clean out your pockets. Just saying. Right. Um the mail quotes Emmy Shaf Fadhil, the officer in charge of the area's crime prevention uh, division, is saying to get the extra offer, Uh. customers must send their cars for washing nine times within a certain period. The tenth car wash will entitle them to free sex. Oh, wait. So this was kind of like extortion. They were like, "You, you have to do nine car washes, but you have to do it in the next two minutes, and then you'll get the free sex. And the guys were like, oh, shit. Well, I wouldn't. I, I would guess it was probably like you know ten times in two weeks or something like that. Really, um, I, I like I'm to just, think it was. I'm just guessing. I like to think um, it was something more ridiculously shorter, like in a day or something like that. So they were basically getting you know nine or however much that costs for nine car washes, say ninety dollars, a hundred dollars a day, and then just yeah. turn them turning them over to these nine Vietnamese women. <laughs> 18 to 28 years old. I don't know. What do you think was on the sign? Something about a happy ending and your ninth, <laughs> your ninth, your ninth one's free? Wash your car 10 times. Get a good happy ending. Very happy. Uh, so happy. In fact, you come back again for nine more. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, just to be clear, it was nine times, and then on, after the 10th time, you would actually get your... Oh, yeah. so it was actually 10 car washes. <laughs> Buy ten, get one free. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's. I want to talk about this because this this kind of affects everybody. At least everybody that's on Facebook, which is everybody minus Aunt Pruitt from Yats, I suppose. <laughs> um, oh, in your face, Aunt Pruitt! In your face, Aunt. So, in a world where you can just buy Facebook likes, and we we kind of talked about this on on the tech shows, that like you know, does it matter how many followers you have if you can buy a hundred thousand of them for twenty bucks? And you know, we're starting to see it more on Facebook now. Uh, I mean, any any social network has this kind of crap going on, but. Does it really take away – and I, I don't know. Was there any worth to having a bunch of likes? And does that take away from it when you can just buy them? And there's – I mean it's up to the site to you know kind of regulate that stuff, right? And to make if sure – you want an opinion – because that's what the show is all about. That's, this um, show is one big asshole opinion. Yeah, pretty much. And we jam hole it. That's it's right. The, uh, in your hole it. Joke. Uh, we jam it in. There we jam go. it in. Uh, <laughs> the if you are able to fake the likes, then the likes are are not worth anything. They become meaningless. They become like the like the rating systems on television programs. Right. Uh, you know, it, 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 it just it's doesn't meaningless matter because you that. you never find out who the hell they're actually measuring. Well, you know, and really, the only people twenty-one million people tuning into this show—that's crap. Well, you that know, and mean, the only people that are doing that are the or the only groups are the ones that have you know large budgets. So then, pretty soon, you're left with just the 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 most popular ones via you know not chosen by actual people, but by how much money they they have. You know, mm, right? And, and it means you know all it means is you spent more than the other guy on them because that other company could have just as easily like has nothing to do with your product at that point. Right. And, and at that point it just becomes another way of advertising, you know? And the thing is, is that if you want to know how popular the, the, the really, the really sad thing about this is that this distorts your followings, quote unquote, it gives you a false, you know, 
sense of how many customers you're actually of potentially worth. reaching. It's it's a false sense of worth for the service exactly. because and I mean I guess maybe if you really looked at the analytics from all of this, you could come up with a quotient or some sort of equation for each individual site that says, you know, run your likes or your followers or your friends through this and it'll spit out how many you really have, like the Facebook right. handicap or something like that, you know. Right. And and I think that this is actually long term. This is going to make the Facebook likes more relevant, more useful, um, and probably Overall, just that right. much more valuable and much more accurate. And, and I don't see this as a bad thing in the long term. Do you think um, it's like a black eye though on their their kind of reputation? Like, oh, Facebook's just a bunch of fake accounts anyway. Or I, I guess the people that are there that are having the interactions with their friends and using it for games and stuff and and doing all that, they know. That, you know, the people I interact with are real, or are oh, they? Yeah. You know, maybe they're not. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. What, what bothers me is the people that just add people with, with no I kinda you know, do censoring that. or anything. I kind of do that. Does that bother you? Well, it... it, it I do that it, for the shows, though. Like, just peop- random people. I just assume that it's somebody from one of the shows that we're doing, and I feel bad not, you know, not accepting. Or so. I don't know. It's... Well, there's a difference. Like we I'm encourage a this more close knit on my Facebook. Um, uh, so you separate it out. I just go everything is just everything, pretty much. No, no, I'm a little more close knit on my Facebook. So, for instance, like I got an ad request from someone. Uh, it looks like a legitimate picture of of someone, but I have the name meant nothing to me. Do you say and that because it was a picture of a guy? No, it was a it was a picture of a young woman with a with a kid on her lap, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> that's like out of every out out of all of Facebook, that's like more than half of the profile pictures right now. Exactly. So I'm like, well, this is probably legitimate, but the name doesn't mean anything to me. So all I did was send them back a picture, uh, a quick request, and say, I'm sorry, I don't recognize you. Who are you? And I've heard nothing back. Translation: yeah. spam account. Yep. Probably right. Just saying. So it'll it'll be good. It's it's kind of interesting to see like how how much fakery there is on on these sites. Like they say on Thursday morning, Zynga's uh, Zynga has this Texas Hold'em poker page. It had lost almost two hundred thousand likes since Tuesday, and that's you know them killing these accounts or uh, I guess unliking the the fake likes. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a huge loss to the world, Texas Hold'em poker. Well, no, I'm uh, just saying, like, <laughs> if you think about two hundred thousand for that for that page, like that's that's a large number. To yeah, but out of how many? One point two million. Well, yeah, I guess, but th- that's still a large number to be fake. Any way you look at it, you know, there's it adds up. And I mean, how many Texas Zynga Hold'em pokers are there? How many poker faces are there? Uh, Facebook said that slipping likes numbers are part of the site upgrade. We're just upgrading the site. And why is CNN, like, all concerned about this? That that seemed weird to me to see this in this. I guess it's CNN tech, but I don't know. The headline, like, Facebook cracking down on fake likes. Like, that's news all of the sudden somehow because we as a people have chosen to make this kind of shit more relevant than like other more real shit and that's Mm. maybe that's our fault i guess we're terrible people terrible people with our third world problems (laughs) our terrible first world problems yeah oh and you know how i know that that shit's just all completely fucked up fucking do you know who lil wayne is this is bullshit. <laughs> Fucking, I do know who Little Wayne is. This, actually, yes, he's one of the few rappers that I can actually identify that's still performing. That you, uh, oh, that just because that's he started in your generation or whatever. Well, no, just because when he started, he was really annoying, you know, like, <laughs> young and unique, oh. and I knew who he was. Did you enjoy his music? No. Yeah, me neither. But a lot of people do because he has surpassed Elvis Presley with the most appearances on Billboard's Hot 100 chart. I don't know okay. if that takes First away. First comment. Mm-hmm. Bull. Bull? <laughs> Are you calling Bull. bullshit just completely? 
I, I, not no, I'm not questioning that it's bull, but uh, in, in that he didn't do that. I'm sure he did. Uh, but okay, first things first. How many people? And this is not exactly a fair comparison. I realize how many people were alive in the world and could afford to buy Elvis records compared to the number of people that are alive in the world that can afford to buy Little Wayne. To download a 99-cent iTunes. Yeah, there was no iTunes back in the day. That's an interesting point, definitely. Now, now of says, course, now, now the thing is, you can still get Elvis's music. Well, right, but it's not as relevant today unless you're, like, from that era or you're, like, a really hardcore Elvis fan, which there is in the world, you know? Oh, yeah, and, I mean, you know, I, I'll be the first one to admit that I have probably heard more Elvis than a lot of people my age because I used to uh, – my parents and I, we used to go to car shows when I was a kid. So, I mean, it was all 50s and 60s music, and, and growing up, that was all I listened to. Well, not all, but a lot of what I listened to was the oldie station. Right. Uh Still do, as a matter of fact. Just um, out of when habit. The strikes. Out of habit. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be rolling around. I'll go. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> Give me a peanut butter and uh, peanut butter and butter and banana sandwich, please. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. thank you, thank you, thank you, awesome. Awesome. Uh, You know, but uh, they uh, they said that the, that Elvis held the record with 108 songs on the chart from its launch in 1958 to 2003. Uh, but with Lil Wayne's appearance as a featured artist on the game's new jam, Celebration, the hip-hop star now has 109 songs on the list. And do you, I mean, I guess it's well, easier... Well, he's also no longer around to produce anymore. Well, that, but now it's easier nowadays to just, like, be this rapper that is featured on, like, a hundred different other rappers' shit. And if, you right. know... Those all work out well. If you're on popular people's stuff, then I guess that's a credit. Like back, I don't know. You didn't ever really see like the Fugees featuring Elvis, or you know, there there wasn't really back then when he was doing his thing. It wasn't really, I don't know. It wasn't that that way. I guess like you didn't go and get featured on as many other. You didn't whore yourself out that way. You whored yourself out in different ways. Right. Well, I'm looking real quick here um, to see if I can find any statistics on it. Um, I I wish yeah, I here lived. We go. I wish I lived um, in the reality that this didn't happen. Here, uh, well, well, here is your, and and this only goes back to 1973 and only goes up to 2009. But okay, U.S. recorded music average price of an album adjusted for inflation in 1979 which was the peak was over $24 for an album okay Damn. in 2009 the price for that album had dropped to under $15 right okay so if you rolled that same thing back, I mean, records were very expensive. You know, they were not cheap to produce, never have been, never will be compared to other things. They're physically large. They can get damaged in shipping. There's a lot of overhead involved. Uh, so, I mean, records were, you know, very expensive for the average person to buy. Now they're much cheaper. I mean, you can buy a single now for what ninety nine cents, one twenty nine, one fifty at the most. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, you can buy a digital album for as little as three ninety nine, like five bucks, right? For most stuff, most of them, it's yeah, so, most of them are five bucks. It's and there's there's not that overhead. I mean, I guess I don't I don't know. It, it seems cheaper to make because it's just a digital thing, but I, well, I, I just think that it's that it's a combination of factors. I think it's a combination of the fact that we've got more people in the world to consume the music. We've got more people that have a higher income that can afford some luxuries combined with all of this, and the actual price that you pay for the music has dropped dramatically. You know, I mean, for instance, I bought um, 
Actually, I'm looking right at it right now. Uh, I'm next to my uh, server tower there. Um, uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Classic album. Love that album. Um, CD got scratched. I didn't blink an eye. It came up for uh, a purchase on Google Music the other day for four ninety nine. I grabbed it. Yeah, that's and they they do that every now and then. Like you'll see really cheap, like awesome albums that like oh I might as well have this just to have it. Yep. Matter of fact, they've been doing it uh, all week. Twenty five albums from three ninety nine. Music that changed the world. And the irony is, there's like almost nothing in here that I actually like. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty five albums. I mean, there's everything in here from the Chili Peppers to, well, Lil Wayne, uh, Daft Punk, Daft Rihanna, good. Bob Marley, Black yeah. Eyed Peas. Yeah, some of that's um, all right. You know, Patsy Cline, The Supremes. I mean, nice. you know, is it, there's, there's, a, there's a wide swash. I mean, Stevie Wonder. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Lady Gaga. There's two extremes. Right. Um, Who's putting know, this together? <laughs> like, how does... 25 albums and change the world. I have no idea how they picked these, but they just did. I mean, yeah, can now, I now talk about the contract? Stevie Wonder, who is blind, and every time you look at Lady Gaga, you wish you were. Right, uh, right. Ooh. How did that change the world, though? Did I don't... He? he did. He did. Oh, my God. Did yeah. she, though? I huh? I guess. I I don't know. What do you consider world changing? Like, well, I kinda, when I think I'm of. Going, you know, she didn't invent me, the smartphone, right? We could, we could talk about this for hours. Well. But for me, the single artists, and I say plural, that did the most for the music industry as a whole are Elvis, but second to that, I, I, maybe not even second to that. I think the single biggest group that has done the most for the history of music had the single largest impact was the Beatles. Really? See, I yeah. don't like the Beatles. I don't listen to the Beatles. I don't care for them. Well, well I, I don't let know. me fill you in. Just I do enjoy on, on your on your history. Well, listen though, yeah. I I enjoy the Pink Floyd songs that kind of sound Beatles ish, like on Works and stuff like that. But as far as the Beatles, no, I, I'm not a fan. Well, the Beatles, as they got later into their career, got more and more. Um, how do I put this? Um, they didn't spe- give a shit, or no, 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 they got more and more. Uh, I have no idea. Out there, for lack of a better term. Okay, uh, they got more and more Floydish. Sure, uh, sure. As they as they go, like and the I, decline of Jim Morrison, a, I guess is the way to put it. Uh, but here's the thing. When the Beatles were big, which was 1964, which is when they really got their start, or was it 63? Either way, there was still, in the majority of metropolis areas, there was still only one radio station. Okay? So if, if that one station was playing the Beatles, everybody heard the Beatles. Right. Okay. It was when we start getting into the middle, later, and 60s, and particularly in the 70s, as we got into an affluent, a little bit more affluent culture, we got bigger and bigger diversity in our radio stations. And as a result, no single artist, in my opinion, or group of artists, in my opinion, has had a single bigger impact on pop, in pop music since the Beatles. Just because of the the focus and how much of it there was like, that's all people were hearing because of how played it was and how the system worked. Exactly. I mean, in that's the fifties, there's a, so it could have been nice, any, um, it could have been any band then if you, if you think of it that way, it just happened to be at that time. That's what was getting played. But if you were yeah. playing something completely different, we could all be totally like weird now, you know? Yeah, we would never even heard of them. But I mean, have you ever seen the movie American Graffiti? Uh, sounds familiar. Sure. All right, it's it's a quasi documentary about uh, nineteen sixty two. Uh, it was Steven Spielberg's first film, um, and uh, I think first major film anyway. Um, and there in that town, they they kind of re- reconstructed a Southern California town in nineteen sixty two, and. Uh, there was one radio station on the outside of town, and that's just how it was, you know. And we're talking about you know a, a, a relatively affluent 
area in Southern California. We're not talking about a place up here like where I am at in Maine where, you know, that we don't have the population density to justify more than, you know, one or one radio station in that time anyway. We're talking about a relatively affluent area that could have supported more than one radio station, but they didn't. So, you know, in those days, everybody listened to the radio because, again, records were expensive and, you know, there wasn't this huge culture surrounding music that we have now. And uh, and it was, like I say, expensive and hard to get. And I think that that, that that was what drove the Beatles up to their high popularity. They were fresh. They were new. They were something different. And, uh, well, frankly, the, the women went after them, so that helped. Um, it, it was just good timing, good marketing, and everything went for it. But it, So in my opinion, the rest of these you know albums that have changed the world, bull crap. Everybody revolves around the Beatles. And by the way, the Lady Gaga, the Fame album that they get in here, that was only released like what three years ago. How the flying heck could that have changed the world yet? Well, our attention spans are a lot shorter nowadays, so maybe. Eh. Maybe eh, I don't buy that. The I only, only way to tell if you've—I I mean, it's uh, this was a quote from uh, Steve Gibson on the Security Now podcast. He was like, "You can't say that you've got the most secure version of X Y Z ever until you're looking back on it." Right. You know, same thing. You can't say, you know, I, I mean, you September can't say 11th this is going is, to change the you know, world. Major event like that. That's a watershed moment. You know that in history, certain artists, certain albums, certain movies, you know, those are cultural things in that generation. But you can't tell a, a major album or, or something like that that seems so minor at the time um, until way after the fact. It will change the world eventually. <laughs> One, one, yeah, I don't buy it. One day. I don't buy it. You know what really changed the world? I think smartphones, texting. I think that's texting has single-handedly changed the world. And I I see people like almost walk into traffic. Like when I deliver in town, I'm just driving around all day. I see a lot of people, and a lot of those people are texting, and out of that group of people, some of them, like, just keep on walking. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the funniest thing to watch. Like, <laughs> they're Speaking so of just clueless. texting and walking. Well, yeah, uh, I, I, that, I, I, we should here. Because there was a lady in Kodiak, Alaska, who did kind of that same thing. But she didn't walk into traffic, uh, per se. She... Uh, uh, allow me. Oh, please. Uh, Maria Pet- Pestetroff of Kodiak, Alaska, was walking to the edge of a cliff near her home on September 17th to discard a cigarette butt, but she walked too far. She Oops. slipped on the grass and plummeted, according to the Associate, Associated Press. She dis- it was in the wrong. Huh? Yeah, she discarded uh, herself. Yeah. Well, okay, so first of all, here's the, here's the, the, the other headline that you didn't see. Cigarettes don't kill, they just injure. Um, <laughs> Did she not die? Um, but yeah, the long story made short, I'm assuming that she was texting and wasn't paying attention to where she actually was and slipped on some wet grass yeah, I, and went over the cliff. I wish that phone that she was on had a front-facing camera and at that very second when she put her foot down and there was no ground to catch it, the look on her face, like I wish it would have just snapped a picture. Yeah! And then, oh fuck! Put it on TwitPic or something like that. That would be so awesome. I can't wait till we're all wearing Google Glass and just those moments are captured for all of us to enjoy. So she didn't die though. She they said that she was like at the bottom of this, this these rocks and these boulders, just like screaming in agony. I want to know what that text said. Like what was, what was so important? You couldn't like peek your eyes up just for a sec, just just real quick, just for a sec. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, good job, humans. Yeah, <laughs> did did you thank you to the HuffPo for that one? Did you see? Well, th- there's another one. I guess we should talk about your dentist friend because I need to get out of here. It's it's about time to go. Oh, all right. Um, I gotta this go one eat dinner is... with mom. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this this came from Weird Universe, uh, and it's an, actually it's an old clip uh, from the Bangor Daily News, darted, uh, dated uh, 
this is the local newspaper up here where I live, uh, dated March 26, 1973. With Dr. Gross, it's usually the dentist who breaks the appointment. It's not too unusual to see patients standing in the knee-deep snow in the farmhouse yard waiting for him to show up for the appointment. It's such a hassle, man. Trying to keep and trying to get back into some kind of schedule, man. Schedules are so lame, bro. Yeah. Larry, <laughs> 31, likes doing something that people need and charging low prices for his services. It is the schedule, the hours he has trouble with. You know, man, one of the teachers brought up 15 kids for dental work yesterday and I wasn't here. <laughs> I just forgot totally about it. I really felt terrible, man. You know, and I just, I, it's amazing. This guy um, was a dentist in uh, who lived up here in Mount Vernon, Maine, in a house without electricity, without running water, and without central heat. And what I don't understand was how the flying heck he was, he, he used his dental, uh, how, how do you provide dental services with no heat, no running water, and no electricity? Yeah, it gets cold in Maine, don't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, so, we're Montana cold up here. Did, right. That's That's pretty cold. Uh, yeah. Did does he do this? Did he do this out of his house then, or was he actually going to like a, a legit building or something? Nope. That his he, dental office was a converted cow shed. Huh. I'm glad this yeah. story came out of Maine and not Montana. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just saying. You were so excited when you found, you're like, look, dude, this one's from Maine. I live in Maine. Check this out. Yeah. No, that. That's... Oh, oh, yeah. I cannot believe this one. This, this is just. I, I. You. This is another one I threw in the dock. This. Hold I, on, though. I won't hold you up too long. Well, hold on, though, because you should go and find this guy and like. I'm yeah. Talk to him. Track him down. Be like, hey man. Hey man. So you still doing dentistry, man? My teeth hey, like man. are totally bumming on me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Um. I cannot believe this. This is, again, from the HuffPo. Uh, Rafał Chikaleski, a Polish man who was cited for uh, performing a, quote, solo sex act. Uh, A.K.A. That, will. jerking uh, off. Sure, sure. Yes. In his car what? is quoted <laughs> as now being blind. Why are you jerking off in your car and why are you lying? I don't know. Like, is yeah. that the ultimate defense? Like, oh, I'm totally blind. I thought I was in my bedroom. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, like, he really? He was substantially under the influence of alcohol, says his lawyer. Go figure. Yeah. Huh. But uh, huh. Uh, Stevens also said that her client's vision has deteriorated significantly since August 12th when he was arrested. It's gotten so bad that he can no longer drive or operate the forklift at his work. Like, for real? Are you a doctor? I mean, uh, that's what that's what he says, huh. um, you know, and the, what I really do like about this is the last paragraph. If you are someone who masturbates, finds it pleasurable, wants to continue, pay no attention to TV show jokes about it causing blindness or rumors of other terrible things that can bring it on. Right. That it can bring on. Excuse me. Ash Unless you're blind. in your car and you somehow get blinded by the sun or something. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. They're just. The, the headline is a total link grabber. I like the comments. This one, D. Grunold says, they didn't mention if his hands had gotten hairier, though. <laughs> yeah. That's like classic internet snide. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. What was this? Uh, well, that's uh, good. I, I apparently never heard of Mama Told Me Not to Come by Three, Day, by three Dog Night. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, maybe... Uh, maybe got it in his in his eyes or something I, uh, I don't know now you see it and with sleight of hand now you don't that's awesome <laughs> this is just because sometimes the comments at the end oh yeah are better than you know yeah did you see how youtube is trying to like cut down on that by making you or not making you not yet at least but encouraging you to use your real name oh, <laughs> like yeah. from your google plus account or whatever just kind of here. Uh, oh, by the way, and on this other weird sex stuff, right? I, I, I get a, I get onto a weird sex kick apparently when I was pulling articles for this. Really? Uh, Show yeah. has that tendency to, to, yeah, to do you that. know, uh, Turkish divers, 
uh, rescue workers retrieved an inflatable sex doll from the Black Sea after police were notified by panicked residents who took it for a woman's body floating offshore. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. I, I could see that if if you. You're you're just like holy shit. I mean, those things look kind of real nowadays. They should send it up here, and I'll use it for a co-host. Yeah, the team quickly discovered that it was in fact a blow-up doll. No kidding, uh-huh. uh, which they deflated before throwing in the garbage. I wonder if it was like some <laughs> elaborate argument with this guy and his blow-up doll, and ended up with her in the fucking river. <laughs> Her in the the Black Sea. It was not clear where the blow-up doll had come from. The Black Sea is a key tourism destination for Turks and also sees busy international maritime shipping traffic. Do you think a lot of those ships just are, like, full of, like, salty-ass dudes and their blow-up dolls, their first mates, if you will? (laughs) I don't know. You know the Turks just get down like that, though. Turks are crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Do Although I gotta Turkish... admit, the, the one that takes the cake this week for the weirdest story I found was the frozen corpse one. Oh yeah, the corpse festival. Yeah, Colorado sure. quote frozen dead guy quote festival to go on with or without the corpse. Huh? <laughs> They've been having a cell a a, a festival around or, or in the same town that this guy has his body preserved by dry ice. Why why is he being cryonically cryogenically frozen? He sort of uh is he I, waiting I for them to find he some died cure? And he wants to have his body frozen for future generations so that they can be um uh revived when when the medical Technology has improved. I don't think you can use dry ice for that. I mean, just just throwing it out there. I'm not a, a, a well, medical professional by any means, but they are going to have coffin races and a hearse parade, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I uh, snow beach volleyball, it's, a frozen Joey, salmon toss. Joey, it's 2012. We're fucking bored. Okay. Yeah, obviously. Um, I love the vanity plate that's that's up above. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's a fake vanity plate or not, but uh, the, they started off the article with it. It's a vanity plate from Colorado. It says six feet under. Under. <laughs> Good stuff. What, it, what's amazing is that they're they're having a debate now about. Uh, I guess the guy's uh, relatives that have been paying for him to be cryogenically frozen this whole time are are now th- threatening not to pay the bill, and they have. <laughs> Of him shipped somewhere else. <laughs> That's awesome. I just, I just, I just, I don't know where the, I don't know where the dumbness stops on this one. I really don't. It, it's hard to find the line where, you know, <sighs> dumbness. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, even that word was kind of stupid. Um, d- dumbness. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, I think that's gonna do it. I gotta go. My mom's back from Hot Springs. Time to go eat. Hell, All right. Hell yes. Uh, leave us a message if you'd like, 406-204-4687, and next month when we do a show, we will uh, <laughs> play it. No, maybe uh, the, this was this was fun. We need to, to get something figured out here. So if you want to – maybe we should just have a revolving set of, like, just random people that I just make read shitty stories. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that will be fun. Uh, yeah, email info at thejamel.com. Check out all the other shows we're doing. If if you're wondering where the hell this show is, uh, yet another tech show and, and Attack of the Androids, of course. And, uh, yeah. I might be going, did I mention I might be going uh, back to Cancun to film a documentary on the Ibogaine Clinic? Yep, and I have volunteered to do the voiceover work. It's going to be so great. October 10th, I think, I'm going back down there. So if, if, if you, uh, if anybody wants to come on an Ibogaine trip, October 10th, let's do it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking I might just volunteer myself to do it again just just to like just to have that experience. If if no one else is like, "Oh yeah, you can film me." Like, "Um, okay. Well, uh dude, you went through it once and you said you never wanted to repeat that again." Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't know. Now now that I'm like 
on this side of it, looking back, I think for the sake of making like a film, I think I would do it. Maybe I wouldn't do as much. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I would. Maybe I'd do more. Anyway, we'll catch you guys later. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, Joey, for doing the show. It's been fun. My pleasure, bud. We'll see you guys later. You are listening to the Jam. The Jam. The Jam. Jamhole.com.